Welcome to Let's Talk Adoption with Marty Caldwell, bringing you the latest information for families seeking to adopt, adoptees, and women considering placing a child for adoption. Now, with today's program, here is Marty Caldwell. Well, welcome to the show, and I'm so happy to have you here today. We have a great show today. We're actually going to do this segment in a two-part segment, uh, interview with our guest, uh, Marlou Russell, Dr. Marlou Russell, Ph.D., and we'll be sharing more about um, Marlou's uh, practice and uh, what she has to offer to a very accomplished um, lady. Um, I'd like to invite you also to listen, um, listen to our show through Let's Talk Adoption, where you can learn more about adoption and listen to past shows on many topics. And also we have copies of previous shows that are available for purchase uh, and download to help our show stay on the air. So we really appreciate your support uh, for Let's Talk Adoption. If you have questions regarding adoption, drop me a line at info at letstalkadoption.com. I'll answer the, and incorporate these questions into our upcoming shows, too. Today we are talking about siblings and adoption, a topic we have received a great deal of email about. Um, how to share adoption with siblings, whether it's a birth family, adoptive family, a grandparents in school. Um, with so many people touched by adoption, you know, three out of five people are touched by adoption this is one area we don't have much information about so far, and so we thought it would be a very good topic. In fact, so important, we're going to put it into two different programs. So if you'd like to learn more about siblings and adoption, this is the show for you, too. Welcome to the show, Dr. Marlou Russell. How are you? Thank you. I'm well. Well, good. good. To talk to you. It was so nice to talk to you, too, and we've always enjoyed all your, your work and, and everything you've sent us, too. I want to share a little bit with our listeners um, you know, you are a psychologist, a Marian fa- family counselor, therapist, right. and uh, you specialize in adoption issues. Mm-hmm. And your practice is in Santa Monica, California. Right. Uh, you've written numerous articles, great articles on adoption, and you are also the author of a well-known book, Adoption Wisdom. It's a guide to issues and feelings about adoption. Um, and you've done a lot of speaking um, at professional conferences, and you've been on television numerous times and radio as an expert on adoption. So you really know, and that's why we have you on the show, about uh, the issues we're going to discuss today about the lifelong impact of adoption um, for the adoption triad. That's the birth parents, adoptive parents, and the adoptee. Um, You're also an adoptee in reunion with your birth family. Is that correct? That's right. Yeah, that's exciting. So you do um, also work with people across the nation because our radio program is heard nationwide and also worldwide um, on the Internet, too. So share a little bit about um, I, I want to get into this now, is that you can work with people out of the country too, right, or out of the state? Yes. Yes, the world is actually becoming smaller these days with the Internet and, and telephone and that sort of thing. So it's really uh, good access to talk with people, email people about some of the issues that come up in adoption because there are specific issues that are adoption-related in families and in relationships and it's important to be able to have people who know the adoption piece of that. Right, and I think this is extremely important, and the topic we're discussing today are siblings and adoption. You know, how important are siblings in adoption? Well, I think that siblings are becoming more and more well-known in adoption these days. It used to be that um, people didn't really think about siblings in terms of uh, a child is adopted into another family, and the original family, the birth family, might have some other kids there, but they didn't really think about, well, what's the connection between the kids that stay in the birth family and the adoptee that's adopted into another family, and what's that relationship like? I think that the relationship between birth parents and adoptees are covered a lot, 
But more and more, people are talking about siblings and how important they are. Mm -hmm. And there's such a connection there, too. And I think um, we're seeing more and more people that are finding out after maybe the adoptive parents have passed away that now they're really questioning, where are my siblings? Right, right. Because actually, if you think about it, relationships with siblings can be much longer than relationships with parents. Right, as people are waiting longer. Go ahead. Right, because of the age difference. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, you can have a lot more years with a sibling. And so I think that because there are more siblings these days who are being raised in an adoptive family and a birth family, it's also a a topic that's coming up more and more. Mm -hmm. And people do still ask, should siblings be told about each other? Yes. And I think that, you know, my stance in adoption is that honesty is the best policy and that when you have information, you feel more in control, you feel more powerful, you feel more at ease. And so absolutely, I think that people should know if they have siblings in the world. Mm-hmm. When, when do you tell them about the siblings being raised in an adoptive family or another family? Well, I think it's a case-by-case basis. I think that um, developmentally, adoptees really don't think about siblings until um, people are talking about families. Like, it probably won't start until kindergarten, that mm-hmm. sort of thing. Right. Um, and so it doesn't really occur to the adoptee until around the age of five, six, seven, that sort of thing. I think as the adopted person gets older, when they're uh, 11, 12, 13, definitely when they're teenagers and adults, they absolutely want to know. Do you feel that uh, women ask for this information more than men, or do you think it's equal? I think with the sibling question, it's equal between male adoptees and female adoptees. hmm because they still want that information. I think we're in a generation now that people want this information. It's important to them. Yes, and I think people at this point um, believe that they have a right to it. Mm-hmm. I'm seeing that more and more, too, too. You know, who should be the one that's telling the sibling about their sibs? Because sometimes, you know, a children are playing and they hear an aunt speaking and all of a sudden they get some information from uh, somebody else um, You know, who should be the one? Because kids can get on the Internet now, and they can do a lot of research and find things out. Right. Well, I think that if the parent, whether it's the birth parent or the adoptive parent, tells the child, whether they're the children that stay in the birth family or the adopted child in the adoptive family, I think it's really the parent's job to talk about siblings and to inform the child that the child does have siblings. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, I think what happens, too, a lot of times is that we have a lot of birth moms that I know that we get phone calls, and it's probably one of the biggest questions is, how do I, how do I talk to my current children about, you know, their sister or brother being, um, going into an adoptive home, and they're here, and, you know, there's some fear sometimes that, you know, if they do something wrong, that that's going to happen to them, and that's so bad, but it happens. Right. What, right. what, what can you advice can you give us on? For maybe a birth mother listening today that's considering adoption but really doesn't know how to tell her her, her other children uh, about the adoption plan she has for maybe a child that's not born yet? Well, I think that uh, honesty is the best policy. And one of the things I tell people is when in doubt, tell the truth mm-hmm. and use I statements. Mm-hmm. So a woman who is pregnant and considering adoption for her child and who has children that she's raising at home the children are going to see that she's pregnant. She mm-hmm. can sit them down and she can say, I have decided that I am not in the position to raise another child. Mm-hmm. And I am considering adoption for this baby. And so what that means is that this child is going to be raised by other parents 
because I don't feel able to raise this child mm-hmm. right now. And then what happens if the children, you know, they cry, don't, mommy, don't give away my brother, sister, I, I've, I've heard all these things. What do you say in that situation to help someone uh, when they know it's the best? Because I've actually had birth moms change your mind because they said, you know, my daughter's crying and I just can't do this to her, so I'm going to keep the baby. Right. That's where the the woman who's considering adoption and who is pregnant really needs to decide what can she do and what can't she do. And if she really feels that she can raise that child, then she raises the child. Right. If she really feels like she can't raise that child, then she needs to, you know, say it again to her children. And she can also, and, and it might be that someone needs facilitation with this, you can also tell the children who are staying in the birth family, who are being raised by the birth parent, that um, there's different things that they can do. They can um, stay in contact in their own way with this sibling, whether it's writing cards, whether it's having contact, whether it's just being able to talk about, I am so sad that my little sister doesn't live with us. Mm-hmm. And just listening to them and not invalidating their feelings, too. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really important. Are there long-term effects of siblings being raised apart? We know we've, we've done a lot of, there's been a lot of research on twins, but how about, and, and I don't ever condone twins being separated. Uh, I want to make sure we're, we're clear on that. But as far as long-term effects of siblings being raised apart, well, I think that siblings, when they're raised apart, um, they really wonder what they missed out on. Mm-hmm. And um, what, what gets interesting, I think, with siblings is that the kids who are raised by the birth parent have one experience. Mm-hmm. A kid who is not raised by that birth parent will have a different experience, and they will each see the advantages and disadvantages that the other sibling had. Mm-hmm. If they come together and they speak, and then, you know, that can be with any, even a, a biological child may wish that they were adopted, you know. Right, right. Um, because they want another family. They may not be happy. So I don't think you can have anybody that's going to be pleased 100% in their family structure. Exactly, exactly. And what they say is that every child raised in the same family is really being raised by different parents. Mm-hmm. in terms of the parent's experience and their maturity and, and what's going on situationally in the family. Mm-hmm. And so what I see happening is that the siblings really have to make an effort in terms of communication, in terms of dealing with their own feelings. It's easy to have sibling rivalry even if you've never met that sibling. So even if you're not you're raised apart, they still feel like they're siblings, though. Yes, it's amazing how the sibling issues and dynamics enter into the relationship. Mm-hmm. As an adoptive mom, I know I have, uh, you know, birth moms, adoptive parents may not think about this, but um, how do children, you know, do they think about their possibly siblings very often? Do they wonder, are there siblings out there? Because maybe their mom had other children earlier in life, and uh, this woman has decided on adoption, but she's never shared that. Do, do children really think about that very often? I think children think about adoption much more than adoptive parents think Mm -hmm. um, and much more than people in general think. Mm -hmm. And it'll come up in different ways. Um, You know, sort of the classic adoptee thought about sibling is, oh, my goodness, am I dating my brother? Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, that would be in a situation where you don't know your birth family, you don't know any siblings, you don't know your birth parents. Mm -hmm. Um, In situations where there's an open adoption, 
then I think that you can be more relaxed and you know where the people are Mm -hmm. and then you can choose how much of a relationship you have with them. Right. And so it feels more in control. It feels like there's not so much secrecy around it and um, you can really build those relationships. What do you feel is healthier, a closed adoption, open adoption, semi-open adoption? What, what have you seen in your practice? I like open adoptions, mm-hmm. and open adoption to me does not necessarily mean that everyone sits down at Thanksgiving dinner together. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, open adoption is a open access of information and communication where the adoptee um, can have access to the birth family. And the adoptive parent's job and role in that is making sure, of course, as any parent would, that the situation is safe Mm -hmm. and that um, they oversee it Mm -hmm. so that, um, you know, they can know what's happening and they can be a part of it. And I think, again, the honesty going back to that, too. But, you know, they're going to have adoptive parents that are not going to be sure what to say to a sibling, you know, here they've got a child, maybe it's a middle child, um, and um, that they, their mother had chosen adoption for this middle child, but there are two siblings still back at home. Mm-hmm. That child may feel like, why me? Uh, what right. can adoptive parents say and, and even birth parents say to, to their children? Right. Uh, the, the phrase that I tell adoptive parents and birth parents to use is a phrase that they can use over and over again um, over the lifespan And what I like about it is that it's purely factual. Mm -hmm. And the phrase is, your birth parents chose adoption because they didn't feel able to parent you at that time. Right. And that's, uh, I think, a really good way to phrase it, too. Marlou, we're going to take a quick break right now. Okay. And uh, when we come back, we're going to share more about siblings and adoption in this two-part series interview with Dr. Marlou Russell. We'll be right back after this quick break. Thank you. On my 18th birthday, I made a decision that would affect me forever. I chose life for my baby. I wasn't ready to be a mom or even to change my dreams of being a singer. Many of my friends offered to help me end my pregnancy. But then I learned about another option that provides a beautiful life for my baby, adoption. I was able to choose my son's parents and even meet them at the hospital. They love him so much and he's an answer to their prayers. I get emails and pictures from them. I even travel to visit my son each year. He has wonderful parents, an awesome life and a solid future, everything I wanted for him. And now, I've even moved to Nashville to follow my dreams. I chose life. I chose adoption. Open adoption means you make the choices. Choose the adoptive family, how much contact you want, and how you want the adoption to happen. To learn more about adoption, call 1-800-923-6784 or visit LifetimeAdoption.com. You can speak with a compassionate counselor confidentially 24 hours a day. Call Lifetime at 1-800-923-6784. Welcome back to Let's Talk Adoption. I'm Marty Caldwell on KFIA AM 710. If you just joined us today, we are sharing with you a little bit about siblings and adoption, how to speak to siblings about adoption, whether you're a birth family, adoptive family, or someone just touched by adoption, a really important topic. Um, Our guest today is Dr. Marlou Russell, 
Uh, she has practice in Southern California. She's also the author of Adoption Wisdom, A Guide to the Issues and Feelings of Adoption, a wonderful book. I encourage all of you to um, get a copy of Adoption Wisdom. Um, and Dr. Marley Russell does um, speak quite often on adoption issues. So before the break, um, Dr. Russell, we were discussing a little bit about the family connection mm-hmm. and, um, you know, speaking to your child about adoption and feeling a part and feeling part of that. And a lot of feelings that our children go through, and even as adults, um, people will go through this. Do you find that when is it, if someone's in a closed adoption and they're interested in seeking um, their siblings out, when do you recommend they do that? Well, I think that it's going to depend on the level of maturity for the um, person. Um, You know, sometimes there's people who are 13 years old that it would really be helpful if they could meet siblings if they could be more connected with their birth family. Mm-hmm. Um, if somebody is an adult, um, typically adult adoptees want to find the birth parents first, um, and then depending on how that goes, then they get interested in siblings. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, I think that as adults, siblings really have a lot to offer each other. Mm-hmm. And it's one of those relationships where their peers, their family, and their people who are getting to know each other. So it's kind of an interesting combination of factors that if you're able to be in touch with what your feelings are, like, for instance, if um, one person used to be the oldest in the family, but now they're not. Mm-hmm. The birth um, order's changed. <laughs> yeah, right. everything shifts around. So. Mm-hmm. I think any kind of reunion and reunions with siblings also need some time to just process and to integrate all of the different factors and all of the different people. Right, and that's gonna be it. Can be very um, difficult for some people. I, I like the idea of not really putting everyone in a little box and saying at eighteen they can do this because you're right. If someone is struggling at thirteen, that might make a world of difference in the quality of their life. Right. If they had that option, and that's why it's important for adoptive parents also to to be aware of that too. Do you feel that? Um, siblings raise apart feel that, um, you know, uh, affiliation with each other? I I think that siblings raised apart do feel an affiliation. Um, What I find happening is that I've known some people who, um, one person, she was the child, a biological child of a birth father, and so she wanted to find her brother, who had been adopted into another family. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And, you know, what I would say usually happens in what I've seen is that if the birth parents don't do their work of exploring all the issues, then their kids will. Mm-hmm. Just like if adoptees <laughs> as adults don't explore the issues of adoption, their children will. Right. Yeah, and that all trickles down, too. I think it's, it's extremely important that people think about this ahead of time, too. Right. And um, that people leave those doors open and write as much down as when they you know, about the birth family when they can, and they have that information. It really saves a lot of grief for the adoptive, adoptive um, person. Yes, that is extremely important. And, and I tell people, absolutely take pictures of, you know, any siblings. Absolutely mm-hmm. take pictures of um the birth mother when she's pregnant, mm-hmm. um, all of those pictures and, and letters and information is so important because sometimes it's the only thing that an adopted person can hang on to, and it feels very precious and, and Right, and just very to important. have someone that looks like you too, whether it's a relative 
mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, th- there is a big, big um, plus to that. I think it really gives some peace to a lot of people, too. Have you seen siblings raised in the birth family feel uh, a connection family to, let's say, the adoptive family also? Yes, it's really interesting what can happen. Sometimes the children raised in the birth family, if it's an open adoption and they get to know their sibling in the adoptive family mm-hmm. and the adoptive parents, there really can be this sort of surge and, and movement towards everyone feeling a real kinship mm-hmm. and a real connection. And really, isn't that what adoption and family is supposed to be all about, sort of an inclusiveness mm-hmm. versus excluding people? And I think what happens a lot of times, adoptive parents just don't know, they're fearful that maybe if there was um, some issues in the birth family, they're frightened of that. Um, yes. And so I think, you know, there can be boundaries and there mm-hmm. can be limits um, but still have that freedom to let the children, um, especially as they're older adults, decide right. what they're going to have and contact too, and not be stuck in that fear. Do you find that's true? Yes, yes. I think that it's natural for adoptive parents to be fearful mm-hmm. of how their children might feel about birth family members. And I find that when adoptive parents and family members are open to allowing the connections to happen, that actually the adopted person feels um, surge really of appreciation and love and connection with the adoptive family. Right, and they can. Appre- and I think a lot of that has to come with um, uh, education prior to adopting for the adoptive parents. Yes, absolutely. And I think that that's uh, crucial. And I think that's what we have a lot of uh, misunderstandings because parents are fearful and they hold on to that fear and they don't go past that and learn. So that's why these type of shows are important, too. Mm -hmm. You know, what should adoptive parents say about siblings of their child when they're talking, you know, when they're discussing this with their child? What what should they say? Well, it really depends on what age the child is. Mm -hmm. Um, And what the adoptive parent can do is really, first of all, listen to what their child is asking about siblings. Mm Mm-hmm because it's it's important to know that it's really natural for any kid, adopted or not adopted, to want siblings mm-hmm. and to ask for siblings and to wonder if there are siblings somewhere, right. you know. Mm-hmm. And so if a child is at that developmental stage of inquiring about that, um, you know, five to seven, that sort of age range, then know that it's just sort of that natural, gosh, it would be fun to have a little playmate. Um, If it's indeed true that your seven-year-old has a sibling being raised in the birth family, then hopefully the adoptive parents are already talking about birth parents. And that way, if it feels like it's the right time, if it feels like, um, ah, this would be a good time when we're talking about birth mom Susan, Mm -hmm. to talk about the fact that birth mom Susan um, did have a child two years older than our son, Mm -hmm. and she felt that she could raise that son, and when you were born, she didn't feel like she could raise you. Right, and I think the photographs, having the photographs and tying that all in, but there's nothing wrong with you. You didn't do anything wrong. Right. I think that's a big, crucial point um, to the uh, the really healthy, starting at the very beginning. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think keeping a lot of that family story really private is important. I'll tell you what we're going to do. Uh, next week, we're going to continue on with this two-part um, series with uh, Dr. Marley Russell on siblings and adoption. So uh, stay tuned for part two on that. But I'd like to uh, mention to you today that if you'd like more information about adoption, to visit letstalkadoption.com and sign up for our weekly show and update reminder. And you can also find lots of resources on that site for you, too. 
Um, Dr. Russell, thank you so much. I'd like to continue this again for next week. Absolutely. And we have so much more to share. We're going to share more about sibling groups, the right things to say and how to say it, and really to help people um, that are going through adoption. Until next week, this is Marty Caldwell. I hope you have a wonderful week. God bless you, and we'll see you next week. Thank you for joining us for Let's Talk Adoption with Marty Caldwell. For more adoption information, visit LifetimeAdoption.com or call 1-800-923-6784. That's 1-800-9-ADOPT-4. And tune in again next week at the same time for Let's Talk Adoption with Marty Caldwell.